Chapter Five of Cats by the Way by Sarah E. Trueblood. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mayen. Sally Brass was the first of the race to dwell in that garden home upon the hill. Flowers, flowers everywhere, beds, borders, and billows of flowers, and the graceful hillside sloping down until it banks the cool, shadowy waters of Darby Creek. Perhaps Sally did not appreciate these beauties. Be that as it may, her days were few upon the hill. She disappeared, and nothing more was known. But a daughter was left behind, who was nameless for a time, but afterwards answered to Coldy, not because of a cold heart, far from it, but from the habit, although well-fed at home, of regularly appearing at the kitchen door of a near neighbor to beg for food, for cold victuals, said the neighbor's son. Poor Coldy's life was short also. Death claimed her at the jaws of cruel dogs. Again a kit was left behind, and this was Mary Ann, or Mayen for short, a name which she carried honorably for ten long years. Whether the manner of her mother's death left a lasting impression upon Mayen's mind we cannot say, but we have never known a cat more brave and persistent in battle with dogs. She never slips away, even when opportunity offers, but seeks rather than shuns, and invariably comes out victorious. Her tactic is surprise. Before the dog fully realizes that there is a cat in near proximity, the fierce creature is upon him, hissing, spitting, and biting, raking her sharp claws into his flesh until he is so crazed with the pain that he takes himself off as fast as four bleeding legs can carry him. The cat has been known to attack three dogs at once, sending them all yelping away in the twinkling of an eye. But Mayen is getting old, and we tremble for her, lest some day her daring bring suffering or death. Now for the domestic Marianne, dear old puss, so lovable, so devotedly attached to her invalid master and to his wife while she lived. Some years ago the former was confined to his bed the greater part of the time. The cat seemed to think it her special duty and pleasure to sympathize with and care for him. Her favorite place was upon his breast, where she would lie and gaze lovingly into his face. Offerings of mice were brought and dropped upon or quite near him, he feeling sure that she intended and was anxious for him to eat them. Occasionally she brought a live one, but this was rather unnerving. They were brought in greater numbers after kittens had been taken from her. She seemed then to be overflowing with love, and wished him to be the recipient. Mayen is a hunter, and very early began to bring in rabbits almost as large as herself, field mice far more delicious than the home mice, and the gay little birds from the boughs. The rabbits and birds were always taken from her, hoping thereby to teach her to leave them unmolested. Whether it had any effect or not we scarcely knew, but she soon ceased bringing them to the house, and among all her offerings to her beloved sick never was there bird or bunny. Mayne is fair and graceful. Hers are the pastel tints, white with delicate buffs and pearly grays. Her eyes are large, expressive, and unusually dark for a cat. When last I saw her, she had one plump, fluffy kitten nestled close in her embrace. 
It had the well-formed head of its mother and her colors without the gray. Pure white, with buff on head and back. Its round baby eyes were opened wide in wonder. Both were immaculate, as pretty a pair as ever was seen. End of chapter 5